Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty. This week, I have a quick and dirty tip about pronouns and how you should order them. Another quick and dirty tip about how to spell flyer. And a meaty middle about the plural of the word mouse. Lately, people have been asking a lot of questions about pronouns and what order to put them in relative to nouns and other pronouns. So that's our first topic for today. Here's an example of a question changed slightly to protect the writer. We were scheduling a meeting at work, and everyone wanted to have it on Monday, but I couldn't make it, and I knew another coworker would be out of town. So I said, that won't work for Maria and me. But then I immediately wondered whether I should have said me and Maria. Which is it, and does it even matter? First, the pronouns you use to refer to yourself, such as me, I, and my, are different from other pronouns. With those three, put them last in a list, meaning you got it right when you said, that won't work for Maria and me. Think of it as a matter of politeness, as if you're opening a door and letting the other person walk through it first. You put yourself last. If you were using I, the subject pronoun, you'd also put yourself last. For example, if you were to say, Maria and I can't make it on Monday. It's the same when you're using two or more pronouns. She and I can't make it on Monday. You even put yourself last when you're using the possessive pronoun. Maria's and my trip to New York is on Monday. Note that when you're mixing nouns and pronouns, they both have to be in the possessive form. Unlike nouns, which can share the possessive marker, the apostrophe, if the people share the thing. For example, in this case, if they're going on the same trip and you're using both their names, you could say Maria and Joe's trip is on Monday. But if you're mixing nouns and pronouns, they both need to be in the possessive form. Maria's and my trip. And now let's consider the other pronouns, such as you— and her. The AP style book says that the order doesn't matter when you're mixing these pronouns with nouns, but I tend to put the pronoun first. For example, you and Maria can't make it on Monday? I was really hoping he and Maria could be there. So that's your quick and dirty tip. Always put the pronouns me, my, and I last in a list. 
For other pronouns, you can put them where they sound right to you, but if I'm mixing nouns and pronouns, I usually think it sounds better to put the pronoun first. Next, another question I get a lot is how to spell flyer, as in, I want to use my frequent flyer miles, and we're handing out flyers in the cafeteria today. In the past, style guides and dictionaries didn't always agree about how it should be spelled, so it's no surprise that people are confused. The good news is that today you're safe using flyer with a Y, F-L-Y-E-R, for almost everything, maybe because the airline industry uses that spelling and it's hard to fight good marketing. Here's some background in case you're interested in the history. Supposedly, flyer with an I was the American spelling, and flyer with the Y was the British spelling. That's what the most recent edition of Garner's Modern English Usage claims, and that claim used to be backed up by the fact that the Associated Press, an American organization, recommended flyer with an I, and The Economist, a British publication, recommended flyer with a Y. But in 2017, the AP Stylebook updated its recommended spelling from flyer with an I to flyer with a Y, in all cases except the phrase to take a flyer, which means to take a risk. And that change makes it a lot easier for people to choose a spelling. But even though flyer with a Y seems to be the strongly emerging standard, if you follow a specific style guide, it's still a good idea to check if it has a recommended spelling, since both spellings do still coexist in the wild. Next, we're going to talk about irregular plural nouns, odd nouns, such as ox and oxen. Robbie from Keene, New Hampshire, called in with this question. One of my friends knows that I'm kind of geeky and into grammar and was asking me about adding the S onto words to make it plural, but in the same question brought up words like moose and mice and a goose, how all of those aren't formed uh, into the plural by adding the S. And I was wondering, can you uh, give any insight? Is there any rhyme or reason to, to this? Is it only animals that, you know, that we don't have to add an S on to make it plural? Look forward to hearing for the answer to this. Keep, keep up with a great podcast. Thank you. Bye. Robbie made me laugh when he placed a follow-up call, asking me to imagine pluralizing all these words like the word oxen, goosen, mycin, moosen. <laughs> Very funny. Perhaps we'd have to say some plurals that way if we were all still speaking Old English. More on that in a minute. But guest writer Bonnie Mills has some answers. In modern English, most of the time, we make a noun plural by adding an S. So the plural of animal is animals. Robbie, on the other hand, is asking about irregular plurals. And we're going to delve into a bit of history of English as we learn about three irregular types of plural nouns. Many irregular plurals in English do seem to be animal names. But odd plurals aren't limited to animals. The first group of irregular nouns we'll discuss comes from an obsolete form in Old English. Ox and oxen fall into this category. Old English is a West Germanic language that was spoken and written in parts of what are now England and Southern Scotland between the mid-5th and late 11th centuries. Beowulf was written in this language. If someone from a thousand years ago traveled through time to visit us, 
we wouldn't be able to understand each other. But as modern English evolved, it retained some elements of Old English. So we can blame Old English for the plural noun oxen. Only two other plural nouns in modern English end this way, children and brethren. Some other nouns, such as I, house, and hose, used to be pluralized in a similar way. But the plural forms ion, hausen, and hosen are now dialectic or obsolete. Seeing the word hosen reminded me of the German word lederhosen, which has a similar plural ending as these obsolete words. I've always known that English has many roots, including Germanic ones, but Bonnie says she hasn't actually studied German. The site she read to learn about German plurals tells her that there are at least five different ways that German nouns can form the plural, one of which is by adding en to the end. The second group of plurals we'll talk about are mutants, which also have Old English roots. Examples are foot, goose, woman, and louse, which become feet, geese, women, and lice. Again, we turn to German for an explanation of why we make them plural this way. You form these mutated plurals simply by changing the vowel sound of the singular in a process called umlaut. An umlaut is that little two-dot symbol you sometimes see on German vowels, but what we're talking about here is a different meaning of the word. The process of umlaut is a technical linguistics concept. All we need to know for our purposes is that mutated plurals are, in fact, quite rare in modern English. Other examples are man and men, mouse and mice, and tooth and teeth. Speaking of mice, many years ago, people who had a computer mouse in each hand could call them mouses or mice. But mice has emerged as the standard, and it's what you should use today. Which is nice, because now we don't have to deal with two competing plurals. You can just say you're holding two mice. Our etymology lesson is over, but we have one more type of plural noun to cover. These are nouns whose singular and plural forms are the same, such as deer, fish, moose, sheep, shrimp, and swine. These are called zero plural nouns. The ones that come to mind do tend to be animals, but there are other zero plurals too, such as aircraft and species. Some nouns, such as fish, have two plurals like mouse used to. Fish is the most common plural, but scientists sometimes use fishes to describe multiple species of fish. Although I'd started out hoping to find a pattern that would help Robbie understand why certain words take strange plurals, The real answer is that the occasional odd plurals are just holdovers from Old English or are examples of zero plurals. The bottom line is that they're just the way they are, and people who are learning English simply have to memorize the strange plurals just as they would irregular verbs. Sorry. That segment was written by Bonnie Mills, author of The Curious Case of the Misplaced Modifier, who blogs at sentencesleuth.blogspot.com. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. Don't forget to check out my 2019 tip-a-day calendar, The Grammar Daily, which you can find at your favorite online bookstore. And remember that you can find all my old articles and podcasts at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. 
If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.